Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! some hiatus that was a long one for us uh you know i just see i see your christmas tree back there uh when when are you when are you taking that down <laughs> this weekend that's just, the weekend you're, you're supposed to over the weekend oh i didn't know i didn't know what the normal... well i wanted to take it down this past weekend today is tuesday i wanted to take it down by sunday but I was told that there is something religious that's supposed to happen if you keep it up between now and the next weekend. But I don't remember the date, and I don't know what it is. You're and so, that, huh? You're so religious. Yeah, I know. So that's why I don't know. Um, so how was your? What did you do for New Year's? How was your? Uh, Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year. I, I decided this year I'm going to try. Excuse me. Try not to say Happy New Year to people. Okay, but it makes people feel good. I don't know if it does. It's like, you know, last year I, I, I carried it into like March and I was like, this, I, I mean, this is like. Well, that's, that's, that's a little too, too much. Well, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to overcorrect. And then by 2023, I'll, I'll hopefully find the happy medium. I feel like halfway through January is when you stop. You know? Yeah. You reach, you know, by the time halfway January comes, you've already reached out to all the people that uh, you haven't talked to since the vacation and that you're probably going to talk to. And uh, you've wished everybody like happy holidays and shit. Well, I was listening to somebody or reading something where someone was saying like, there's no more happy new years because these years all suck now. So you just say new year. New year. It's new year. New year. New year. What did you do for the New Year's? I went to the Santa Monica Brewery here in beautiful Santa Monica, where it was not been beautiful. It's been raining the whole time, and now it's just cold. It's uh, it's all outdoors, open space. Um, we closed at 10, so the plan was to go there and maybe head back. Stopped in a, a local hunt that we knew nobody would be at. And they were like, yeah, nobody's here. We're closing. So I was like, okay, guess we're going home. And then the party said, no, let's go check out Shay J down by the beach. And so we did that. Their patio was closed. So while well, we came this far, why don't we just go inside into this crowded place? And I was very adamant against it. Well, very strong. I, I, I vocalized my disapproval with the situation and was over overrided by the two guests I was with and therefore uh, uh -oh. yep <laughs> and now I'm coughing and I didn't mean that wasn't even like on purpose oh yeah so uh well <clears throat> so that was yeah sorry I had to take a drink of water to stop myself from coughing anymore how was your New Year's? Oh, the New Year's was so fun. Uh, we got hammered at my brother's, who had like a bunch of people to get together. Um, and then around uh, five in the morning, um, we woke up, had sort of a sore throat. Was like, ah, we're just hungover. And then, uh, but we had these home, we've been taking, we've been traveling to New York, Connecticut, here. So we, we have a bunch of home tests that we were taking every now and then. We're like, we'll take one. And uh, 5.30 in the morning on uh, New Year's Day, uh, we took one. And it said positive for COVID. 
and we were staying at my dad's house and we like freaked out and we packed all our shit and uh threw it in the car and vacated the premises which was very impressive actually after we were done even though all the shock and awe uh it was pretty impressive how quickly we got out of there um, okay and then we came to a place where someone has already had covid or was just coming out of it and we knew that they couldn't get reinfected this early so oh. uh and now we're just hanging out here. And uh, the person I was with was supposed to leave on Sunday. She had to change her flight. Now she's leaving Thursday. You know, she's got to go back to work. She had to call work. Everyone's having to call everybody. It's been a it's been a great time. And I'm also losing valuable family time here in North Carolina, sitting in a house isolating. But hopefully. Uh, you know, we test out of this on Thursday, and then I can use the last three days to see everybody. I'll have to have a mask on and stuff, but um, yeah, good times. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have uh, many symptoms. Yesterday, I had kind of a fever, um, but most of it's just like low energy, which makes it great for podcast and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, like just, you know, stuffy, cold-like symptoms. So, yeah, it's been great. So, now you're saying you're staying somewhere where somebody had COVID. Uh, that per like they're not afraid of being around you. Is that what you're saying? You're you're willing to put their lives back in the risk of getting COVID again? Yeah, from everything that we read and we talked to uh, some people, he said that this would be a good place to dwell. All right. So you've got to quarantine, what, five days? That's the new rule? Isolate um, for five days, and then you can be around people, but you have to wear a mask for five days. Okay. So you're on day, what, four? Yes. Today's the fourth. So tomorrow is the fifth day. So tomorrow, and then you can leave on the sixth, which would be the day after tomorrow. Yeah. How are airlines about dealing with changing flights due to this? Uh, there was no change fee. I mean, there really hasn't been a change fee ever since COVID started. They've waived all the change. Right. I just want to make sure, you know, this is my first, I have so many questions because, you know, uh, I actually, find. She actually got a cheaper flight and ended up getting money back. So are you flying back separately? Is that. Yeah, we were both always hey. flying separately because she uh -huh. had a and then I was going to stay and uh, visit for like another week. Gotcha. So uh, you're still staying. So you're staying regardless. You don't have to change your flight. You're yeah, my, my flight's on Monday. Okay. Gotcha. So, um, yeah. But we had a lot of time really... to watch movies and, uh, and um, be bored. Yeah. <laughs> it's very boring. Well, I'm glad you that you're... Because you, uh, you had a different circumstances, much more harsh. But I don't know how you did it for twenty something days. Well, I know, not, I know it wasn't COVID, but it was basically the same thing. You're isolated for twenty days. Sure, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess. But uh, well, I mean, I I'm, I'm glad you're okay. You know, it's weird because we keep talking about. I've been. It's so curious to ask somebody I know has it with like questions because, you know, like we were saying, like we, we said all along, like this seems to be really potent. A lot of people are getting it, but it doesn't seem to be hitting people as hard. And I think that some of the reasons are pretty obvious. I think it's stupid that people are not realize, you know, people who don't think that part of that is the vaccination and, you know, um, but whatever, I'm not saying, you know, if you don't want to get vaccinated, then go be a, go do what you got to do. But like, I mean, I think that it's probably frustrating to someone like yourself that part of the reason why this is still happening is because people aren't getting vaccinated at the same time. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, politics is fun. Um, well, that's really sorry that you're, you're dealing with that this whole 
you know, we had so many jokes to make before that. Now that you're low energy and those jokes aren't as funny, it's like not worth doing it. Yeah. You could still do it. It just wouldn't, it might not be. Well, as- I wanted to make fun of Cousin Eddie and all that kind of stuff. Like that was really funny. Well, we don't have to, you know, it's kind of like all that, all that, that was an inside joke. Uh, yeah. But now all that stuff isn't as funny because you really got COVID. After all that, like we were worried about other people and we were the ones that had it. <laughs> well, and then we well, left, you know, we felt really bad. We're like freaked out because now we went to a place uh, where, you know, because we, we took a test New Year's Day to go to the party. A New Year's of, Eve? New Year's Eve. Right. And it was negative. Okay. So we went. So everybody going was taking a test and everybody tested negative. Not everybody. There was some unvaccinated people there uh, that we asked to take one. And, uh, you know, everyone took them that was asked. And we took them to make everyone feel better for the ask. Uh, but we were ta- we've been taking them the whole time. We've been kind of traveling because uh, we've been just trying to be careful and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but it's fun. It's like after that, after all this drama, you know, we were the ones that, uh, you know, were the ones that ended up having it. And then we were freaked out that the unvaccinated people were going to get hit the hardest, you know, and like. Right. And uh, so we were really worried about them, but everything's fine. So well, fortunately, they were the people you probably wanted to talk to the least. So you didn't get close enough to infect them. Well, we were close. Oh, okay. We were close with everybody. There's a picture of like all of us like hang, like squashed together to do a selfie, you know? Yeah. Well, that's uh, good. I mean, look, you're always glad people aren't sick. That's like really good. So apparently, you know, all the people that were at the party, like none of them have experienced anything. And uh, a lot of our anxiety uh, has left. So because that was part of our worries when we had it and infecting up my, you know, my dad, you know, we were staying with my dad and stepmother and, you know, having to deal with all that, but everyone seems to be fine. Well, okay. So it's been three days since you've all been together. Like this is about the time they would start to feel it. Right. Yeah. But we've been checking in on everybody. No, I got you. I'm not saying that I'm just saying like, we're going to, we're going to keep hoping everyone's okay. And you know, and like, look, if something happens, like you can't feel guilty. You didn't know. You've been safe. You've been testing. You've been trying your best. Well, that's so, the thing. You always feel uh, guilty now. Of course, but you, you you're can't. Not, you're not, you can't feel guilty, but you do. You know. I know. I understand. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully, well. everything stays the way it is now. Everyone's okay, and uh, we should be getting out of this soon. And hopefully, have a nice last three day visit with the family. And then I'll head back to LA and get back to some shit. More podcast yeah. with you, buddy. That's what there is. That's, that's what if that's your motivation to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here for you. Do you have any notes? Um, what were my notes? No, I mean, I don't, I, I did. Let me see. No, all my notes, I think, basically had to do with The Matrix, but you didn't see The Matrix yet, so. No, I've been wanting to, but everywhere I go, no one wants to watch it. Not wrong. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Maybe they are. Um, No, I don't really have any notes. How about you? I'm going to see it as soon as I get a chance. Um, The only uh, note I have was, like, I've been holding on to this one. Um, was that I read this article about this town in uh, India where, like, this dog killed this baby monkey. Um, and apparently the killing of the, ba- of the baby monkey, like, sent the parents of the, do- of the monkey into, like, a rage. And they started doing these revenge killings and going around the neighborhood and grabbing dogs and bringing them at high 
like bringing them up to high, like deadly heights and just drop, dropping them. They killed, oh. they killed 250 dogs before they were captured. They were trying to capture these things, but these things would just like go and grab like little dogs and just bring them up to a uh, high, like top of roofs and just throw them off. Oh, I thought that was fucking crazy. That is crazy. Um, but yeah, so they ended up capturing the monkeys after a very uh, hard fought um, battle. So that was my only note. Okay. What are we talking about today? We're going to talk about what we're going to do our picks, where we catch up where we're at with that, because we've been doing them. Uh, if you follow our Facebook page, we've been posting them throughout the last two weeks we took off. Um, we're going to talk about the year in music. Um, and we're going to we're going to review two movies. Uh, we're going to do The Lost Daughter. And we're going to do uh, Don't Look Up. Yeah. And I thought Don't Look Up is going to be, well, should we just should we just start with all that with the movies? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay. So don't let's, look start, up. let's start with Don't Look Up. So Don't Look Up is a new movie on Netflix. It's kind of like been really popular. It's super, um, people like either love it or hate it kind of thing um it's got like dicaprio and meryl streep and jonah hill and like kate blanchett and jennifer lawrence and just a ton of really good people in it and um it's basically about a comet coming to earth and it's going to kill everyone and leonardo dicaprio and jennifer lawrence who are a professor and a grad student at Michigan State discover this comet and they come to the government like, oh my God, it's going to kill us all. And it's basically about our government's reaction. And hilarity ensues. Yeah, very Trump America. I don't even know if it's just Trump, but yeah. I mean, that's a great way to start with it. She's she's playing Trump, basically. And um, it's basically about how no one believes scientists like no one believes stuff until you actually see it with your eyes. But what's even great. In it, well, or what even in this is that you can see it with your eyes and they're like, that's yeah. why that that's where the title don't look up comes from because they're like, Hey, just don't look up. It doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Like you can physically see it. If you look up, like, well then just don't look up and it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, I really, I really liked it. I thought it was really funny, and it was it had uh, some messages in it that I feel like they hit the message. Um, I liked Jennifer Lawrence's kept going back to the guy stealing or pay, charging them for the for the uh, snacks. I did too. I thought that was great. That was very yeah. Larry, that was very Larry David. Uh, which, by the way, the last curb was not good. But no, uh, it wasn't. Was uh, it? This that that season went off with a with a putter. Yeah. But uh I don't know. I thought um it had nice You know it's not good if you're gonna admit it wasn't good. Yeah. It had a nice heartfelt ending and um yeah, just uh I, I like the two end the end scenes were funny. I just thought uh it was a fun movie. I didn't you don't really have to think too much during that movie. Okay, so um I had a different experience with it, but I my conclusion is very similar. I I loved it too, um, but I did not think it was a touching. Uh, like, don't have to think too much. I think that's the problem. Is you have to think too much in it. Like, it's basically showing you because you decide not to think how. Like, True. you know. Uh, I found it like, extremely stressful. Um, I thought it was... It was, depre- very, it was very stressful, yeah. It was depressing. <laughs> it really was. It was. I thought it was depressing. Yeah, it was some depressing things, yeah. So, like... I take back, we didn't have to think too much. I did think well, too much. But I also didn't think it was heartfelt. Like, at the end, it was like... I, I liked when they were all together and were like, you know... Well... 
so I read that um, the, my the probably one of my favorite well I think one of the best lines of the movie is at the end when they're sitting there and DiCaprio says we had we had everything didn't we and uh, that's like that was that he uh, ad libbed that like there's a couple ad libs I was reading about stuff in this and. Again, very polarizing movie. I can see why a lot. Of, I didn't. I actually didn't expect you to like this. I kind of thought you were going to be like, "This is a mess." Because there's, there's some. You know, it's long. It it's got, very long. and it goes, and, and it's, and it's not just one way preachy. It's preachy a different, a different couple of ways. It, it like goes down a couple avenues. Like, sorry, but we could do without the Chalamet character. Um, yeah, they have like zero chemistry. Him and Jennifer Lawrence. Um, there's, um, I don't know, like the, I do, like, I do like when they, he like, he, uh, asked her to marry him in the car. Yeah. Um, the, the, like a, the affair becomes too big of a thing. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I don't mind it cause I think that's. I think it's kind of funny and I think it's kind of interesting. Like that that's how this happens, you know? Well, um, it's also about showing about how it's so easy for someone to lose their way by right. getting corrupted by the people that want you to believe a specific thing in a specific way. Totally. Totally. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, everything that it touched on was good. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just that all of it is so in depth like when we talk about our second movie, basically one thing happens and you can drag it out for two hours. This thing, you've got like six things happening and so you can only devote a certain amount of time to each thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and it might serve it better to just stay on the simplistic um, track of just this is coming and we're saying this and you're acting this way. Um, I also want to say that Jonah Hill is a national goddamn treasure. Uh, he was really good on this. Dude, I miss that Jonah Hill. Like, I get it. I get that he's, like, super... Yeah, he's like an like, what He's, like, on... No, I don't know if he's in it. I mean, he's... I read an article on him in, uh, in GQ, like, a couple months ago, and he's just kind of, like, gone through, like, a lot of therapy, and he's very... Um, you know, so he's turning into like a salt of the earth kind of guy. Like he's, you know, one with nature and he's, you know, I, I, it, look, he's, he's trying to be healthier. He's like dating some like ridiculous model. Um, he is, you know, he dealt with some family, like a really horrible family death. Do you remember that? Like they didn't yeah. their brother die. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so like, you know, I think the guy's, but like, so he's, you know, it's like, yeah, he's trying to make more so, like conscious things, but man, let's not forget that this guy is one of the best like insulters of all time. Like yeah. to play him playing that role is he's just so good at it. And I just, I hope that this, like, you know, this version of him stuff that he's found still allows him to keep doing those performances because I freaking didn't realize how much I missed like Jonah Hill being a dick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, it was funny because I listened, so I was walking my dog last, or two days yesterday, and his name, I ran to my neighbor and his name is Howard, and he was like, hey, have you seen we watched Don't Look Up. It was so great. You know, it was like the best movie. I was like, yeah, 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 you know. And then I went home and I turned on Howard Stern and he was like, this is the worst movie ever. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like that that's how people think about this. And he's like, I don't know why they made Jennifer Lawrence ugly. Why do you have to make her? <laughs> um, but um I still, I don't know. Like, I think that I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure this is going to wind up in my top 10 list probably with the way the year's going. There's a couple movies that we probably are not going to talk about that are coming out for award season that uh, are definitely in the top 10 of mine for sure. Well, well, well then we'll talk about them when that happens. 
I get. I already got a top ten going list. I, you know what? Go prepping for today. I was as I was trying to find out what movies I'd seen that maybe you saw as well. Um, I need a. We need a couple weeks on this one because I got to. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I I just wrote down so SAG nominations are this week. So then I'll start getting screeners, and then I don't have to worry about trying to catch up with you. That's for me personally. Like, I'm like, should I spend twenty dollars to watch? Spencer, or should I just wait till I get a free copy? I know the answer. I know. You don't even need to wait for the free copy. <laughs> I would, I would burn it if <laughs> the free copy. It's uh, brutal. That movie is brutal. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad Nightmare Alley. Out. Nightmare Alley is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, it's well. I mean, I, I doubt I'm gonna get. I know you know Nightmare Alley got some. Mixed reviews. Yeah, I can see how a lot of people don't like it, but it's really good. I'd rather people great in it. Well, um, personally, I'm glad. Anyway, back to this. I'm glad you liked it. Um, I, I think it's an. I think whether you know, like, it's funny. So, so people are comparing it to like Network, or they're comparing it to um, Doctor Strange Love. Oh yeah, it was uh, kind of networky. Um. I kind of thought of it as like um, <laughs> it is like those things was like those things mixed with like Mars Attacks. Yeah. yeah, you know Mars Attacks is a little ridiculous. There's some ridiculousness. The thing is, is like everyone's like this movie's too ridiculous, but it's kind of not at the same time. People are like also this dumb. Yeah. You know? It's like with COVID, right? I mean, first of all, that's the thing that starts really depressing you and you start being like, no, this wouldn't happen. And you're like, well, it just kind of is happening even right now with COVID still. We're like, okay, so we've got this, we've got this new variant that everybody's getting everybody sick and people are still deciding not to get vaccinated and they're citing A, B, C, and D is not to. And you're like, well, you know, if you're, you know, you're like, well, look at the results. People aren't getting as sick because of that, right? But then you've also got the people like the CDC and the government who are like, well, we still need to act as if this variant is as deadly as it ever always was. So we have to completely overreact. And so like common sense tells you both those things are wrong. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's okay. Well, like, so they, you know, I'm, we're getting into this. They keep, CDC keeps changing the rules like every five minutes because they don't know what the fuck to do like we're just in a right yeah that's a huge problem yeah they, there's like just this thing's out of control we're gonna have corona variants for 20 years from now no you I think so i don't think this is going away ever interesting well, how long did it I mean, take, like... I mean, people are just going to say, fuck it, and, like, live their lives, Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, I mean, they already are, but... No, All right, well, that's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, Never that's... going away. Hmm. Yeah, it's going to be away. All right, speaking of going away, Lost let's Daughter. Talk, yeah, let's talk about a movie where a woman decides to go away. She goes away to Greece. This uh, British woman currently living in Cambridge, Massachusetts. She's a professor. She goes away to a, a nice quiet trip in the Greek islands or in Greece somewhere. And a whole family of, uh, I don't know, ruffians shows up. Like, Yeah, they bring the whole family. Everywhere she goes, like, this family shows up and ruins her good time, which is a typical thing, you know? Yeah, so I'm watching this with Audrey, and she's immediately like, oh, she thinks it's like a horror movie. Like, these people ruining her trip. <laughs> it is bullshit. Um, um, people, like, there are people in this world that just don't care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they don't care well, that they're ruining other people's lives. Well, so it's interesting. Vacations, they're just being allowed and obnoxious, and they don't care. Because I have never gone on a trip for like rest and relaxation, like ever. I mean, other than to see like my family, other than like seeing my family, I've never gone away to a destination to just go sit there. It makes me mental to think about. 
I know that I should. I'm sure that I'd like it. I've gone to places you're supposed to do that. You know, yeah. I've been to like the Virgin Islands. I've been to Hawaii a bunch of times. Like those are places you're supposed to go and sit and relax. And I go and I go out the whole time, you know? And um, so I tend to more be like the people that show up than I do like her. <laughs> You're the but guy. at the same time, the guy that goes into the theater and ruins everybody's experience. Yeah, yeah, I'm more that guy than I am like her. But as I've gotten older now, I like so much more appreciate that. And now I'm like looking forward to maybe one day doing that, like going somewhere to relax. Um, so she's there doing that. These people show up. They've got kids. Kid goes missing. She finds the kid. Kid's doll goes missing. We've got a movie. <laughs> so let's just say, okay, Olivia Coleman plays the lady, the lead. And it's directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal, who's not my favorite. I mean, I got to tell you, if you could put a stop count on how many, bless you, a dog just sneezed. If you could put a stop count, bless you, oh, great. how many. That's Corona? Yeah. How many times, um, I said, oh, gee, is going to hate this movie. Oh, gee, would hate this movie. It has to be somewhere over five, but less than 10. <laughs> okay. Um, I just, this movie was so brutal. <laughs> <laughs> but the other people that I was watching with, I have to say two women, like, like really liked the movie. Yeah. I did not get this. I did not. This thing was so boring. Like some of the flashbacks, like I didn't know what was going on. Uh, it wasn't very clear with her and this other guy, what was going on. I don't know. It was just like, I felt like there was not a need for any of this. Yeah. That's like there was sure. not a need for this movie. And Dakota Johnson, like, you know, when it finally gets to like the pivotal moment with this doll, the mysterious doll caper. Um, right. When it comes to the final, you know, confrontation, like you're just like, all right, so she's just going to kill this person. It's weird. Like it just like, it seemed very, uh, the, from what happened, to the reaction, I thought it was a little extreme. Even though it was kind of a fucked up thing that happened, the the reaction was a little extreme. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, I kind of get it because that I kind of get because a lot of this movie is dealing with the frustration of motherhood, right? I thought, yeah. wow, this is, this is an angle I haven't seen taken before in a movie, which is like women... You know, motherhood is just projected as to be seen as this thing that every woman like is like born like naturally into you know like that every mom because we all love our moms that you know that they don't we don't ever see them like this. So to have a whole movie where women are basically bonding essentially over their dislike of being mothers. Yeah. Um, well, so. Yeah, it's also like struggling with depression and how it translates to all of it, right? All of it, yeah. kids and like what it does to your lifestyle, you know, once you start having kids. That was, they did a, all right, Maggie Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal, however you say her, like did a very good job of showing how annoying fucking kids are to have. Yes. Yeah. No, there's I mean, there's a lot of screaming. There's a lot of like having to deal with them on the beach. Keeping yeah. eyes on them all the time, like it's just she did very well at, at that point of the movie. But I think that that subject's an important subject that I don't remember seeing addressed like that. And I thought that that was pretty impressive. And I thought that was pretty, um, I'll say, like a bold decision to make a movie about that. I really do. I think that that takes guts. It's like that's somebody who. To write that story, you have to have some sort of self-reflection that other people aren't capable of doing. Um, so I give her a lot of credit for that. I just, 
And I actually really like that as a, so I don't like hate this movie because I like that as a subject for the movie. You know what I mean? I like that that informed a lot of their choices. It's just the the consequences of that to me were just, I mean, they were just boring. It was just stuff I don't care. Like everything could just be, it was just stupid. You know what I mean? Like the, the consequences of the of them feeling that way and the decisions they decided out of that. Anything that was interesting didn't get pursued, and anything that wasn't interesting became the focal point of the stupid movie. Um, but stupid movie because I, I think it was okay. But yeah, it was definitely not. Um, I'm never gonna watch it again. I can tell you that. And was there a need for that movie to be over two hours? No. I mean, it was two hours. Was like two hours. every, like every award movie other than Belfast, has been like over two hours. Like, why did yeah. it take so long? And Belfast was like the perfect amount of movie. It was like I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but um, yeah, there was no need for that movie to be two hours. They could have cut so many things out. They did yeah. like there was like a couple scenes like. One scene, she just wakes up and she finds a bug on her pillow and she gets up and just throws it out the window and then that's the whole scene. It just right. cuts. And then you're like, what the fuck? Like, what does this have to do with anything? Um, there are so many scenes like that. Yeah. And I don't know if, um, you know, the, the woman who plays her in flashbacks is the woman from Fargo. She was the nurse in Fargo. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Bu- uh, Buckley. Yeah, but she doesn't look anything like Olivia Coleman. <laughs> it's another problem. Yeah, I don't know. Like, when it comes to that, you just got to... Yeah, I guess. I guess. You have to just go with it. Um, but, like, so... Okay, so Olivia... Um, whatever her name is. She gets nominated for sure, right? Olivia Coleman. Yeah, probably. Um, when really, love, I mean, people love this movie. Yeah, they do. I don't get it. But um, people love Olivia Coleman. She's like an Oscar darling now. Yes, she's, she's a like big Francis McDormand. You know, people anything she's in, they're like she's best performance of her. Yeah, career. but man, so like you saw The Father, right? Last year. No, I never watched it. Oh, she was so that movie's so good. That yeah, okay. I well, I mean, yeah. I need to watch. Well, it's, that. T- it's tough. That's the thing is, you start hearing about movies now, and you're like, I'm not gonna watch that until at least March because I have to catch up on everything. Like I was, yeah. Anyway, um, so all right, so you and I both agree. Go uh, to watch. Don't look up, and pass on the lost daughter. Look up. Who is the lost, the lost daughter? And that was the thing. Also, I didn't even realize she was talking to her kid at times. Like I was like very confused. The lost daughter, I guess, was uh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. No clue. A little confused. Yeah. Um, all right. So what else we got on tap today? Well, let's do our picks and then we can end with our music, our music review of 2021. Okay. How are we doing on our picks? You told me that I'm basically going to lose unless I go three and oh, and you tank. So I went three and oh, two weeks ago. You went uh, one and two that week. And then last week you and I both went one and two. So right now I have a two and a half game lead on you. I'm at 24 uh, whopping 24, 26, and one, and you're at 21, 28, and two. So, you know, the loser of this has to come to the other person's neighborhood for and, and buy drinks for the playoffs. So, like, I started getting really serious two weeks ago. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I started looking up stats. <laughs> it was more important than like my than than gambling to me. Um, whoops. So, I knocked my computer out. Hold on. All right. Um, so, like, I was like, I like, I was like pumping my fist when I got to three and zero that week. Uh, right. Let's see. That I had had. Um, just so you know, 
Uh, well, who even remembers at this point? You and I both had Buffalo to beat the Patriots. And I had the Bucks, and they just, they barely did. I can't remember. And then Chicago, you had Arizona who got smoked, and then you had New Orleans who, I mean, I don't know if you didn't know. That, that game was so impossible. Why? Yeah, I, I didn't know that they had all the people out. And that's the problem when we do this stuff, right? It's like, that's why maybe, maybe just coming to my neighborhood and we'll still split the bill because COVID's kind of, yeah, you know, ruining. And then last week we didn't even. When I checked in on that game because I didn't watch any of it, I was like, "Who the hell is this guy quarterback? I thought it was Taysom Hill." That game was. I watched the first time. I was like, "This is the worst football game I've ever seen." So we didn't even watch it. We like. uh, Oh, apparently you haven't watched the Giants play, so. It's true. They were saying yesterday on or two days ago. Did you listen to Cousin Sal and Simmons? Not they yet, said no. that this game, this Redskins Giants game coming up, should just be abolished from like history. I feel like, like uh, yeah, they Giants should just forfeit this game, and that's why my first pick is going to be Washington because Washington. Right. Like, anyone who plays the Giants, like, should kick their ass. They are just an incomplete embarrassment to football. Uh, I feel like. At the end of the Washington game, like everyone should be fired, uh, which they probably will. And uh, we got to make some serious changes. So look, that's six and a half point game in, in New Jersey. Yeah. So you- watching the Bears game, fucking five seconds into the game, like Glennon fumbles the ball and they get the ball on the one yard line. What was so, Glennon's? What was his end stats? My dad was trying to tell me, and he told me he had minus ten yards passing. Yeah, minus ten yards passing, and he turned the ball over like three times. So he really did. He had minus ten yards for the game. Wow. Um, I, I didn't watch I, the second. I think I sent I, you that. Uh, I think I sent you that, but maybe not. You sent me some stuff about how bad they were. I'm um, I'm I, very proud to say I did not watch a second of that game. Good. Didn't. It didn't even come up on my. Um, it didn't even come up on my uh, red zone channel. I don't believe at any point. I feel like if you're a Giants fan and you have tickets to this game, like you're only a fan if you don't show up. Like no one. I was going to ask you about here. that. That's what I was going to ask you. No one should be at this game. It should be completely empty. Giants are a laughing stock. Fire everybody. You know. They should just have literal zero, no, no people. But didn't they say they were going to keep everybody? They said they're going to keep the coach and Daniel Jones. But, you know, he's, we said that three weeks ago, where he said it three weeks ago. In the last three weeks, the Giants have looked like complete shit. Well, who said it, Gettleman or Mara? Mara. Oh, okay. Gettleman. Yeah, I was going to say. Gettleman um, out day one. Black man. I mean, and, and they, you guys have no cap room, right? They're going to make some trades. They have, they have two uh, very like top seven draft picks. They have Chicago's pick and Giants pick. Look, I don't mean to. I know this is an audio medium, but I just want everyone to know that a cinematic, uh, how cinematic it's looking over in your neck of the woods as the sun goes down behind you at four fifty on the East Coast. And as I talk, I'm wearing a Giants t-shirt. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, I don't think we're going to win a lot of our bets. I know. I know. Inter- we started the year so good. Everything's turned bad. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that off the air. All right, so what's your first pick? Um, well, yeah, there was something else I want. I, I agree with you that no one should show up to that game. Um but the other thing they were saying on the Cousin Sal and Simmons podcast was that um, I guess your coach came out and they said he sounded like Trump because he was saying things like, a lot of guys are saying they want to play for us. I don't yeah. know. A lot yeah. of guys are saying it. Yeah. <laughs> um, my first pick is I'm taking the Chiefs minus 10 on Saturday night or Saturday day. I really back to the. I really do think that Russell Wilson's going to be on the Giants next year, but we'll see. But do uh, you want to give all that up for him? Yes. Okay. I do. They need someone to come in and uh, fucking 
give you know have people want to play for some money. All right, this. So, my team's been pretty good all year, and yeah. it's great that it's great to be in the playoffs and all. But I, I'm pretty sure they have no chance of winning anything in the playoffs, and I don't feel that great about it. So know. like. All right. Well, getting Russell Wilson, I don't know if it solves your problems. I'm just going to say that. All right. Not to my... solve problems. I just think like, what move do they have? They got to have like some sort of base, like getting draft picks. They've done draft picks for the past like 10 years. It hasn't worked. Just get. So you get don't veterans. take a running back with, with your, with your best one. Get veterans, get them in there, see what happens. All right. So okay. anyway, all right. Kansas city. I like it. I'm taking them on Saturday day. They uh, then they were also on that podcast. They said that watching Denver play offense is like watching your grandfather try to pull out of the of his driveway backwards. <laughs> it's like super slow, very cautious and safe. It doesn't really go very far. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think the Chiefs need to. Right, the Chiefs still have a chance to get the one seed overall. They're going to want it, so they're going to go all out. Um, although they never seem to cover, so let's see what happens. Kansas City minus ten. What's your second pick? Buffalo Bills are in a pretty good uh, situation right now. They're playing the Jets. Um, all right, so playoff game right now is the Chargers Raiders. I am going to take this game, and I'm going to take the Chargers to win in Vegas. Minus three. Chargers haven't looked great, but we'll see. I feel like this is they have to win this game, and the Raiders like have some injuries and such, and I don't think they're gonna be able to beat the Chargers. Yeah, I don't I don't trust either of these teams. That's my problem. I I feel like these two teams I never get right. Um especially the Chargers. The Chargers were in like every pick for me this year. I don't know why this is your second pick and not your last considering it's the last game of the season but um that's fine is what i uh, said all right well my second pick is going to be the jets plus 16 and a half against buffalo um huh? i think the jets like might be like they got like a nice like they they kind of found a nice group they should have won that game they should have that was a good game so I had a five-team parlay going, and I threw can I threw Tampa Bay in, just so stupid, just so. Or I'm sorry, a four-team parlay. Hey, at Tampa Bay in, there they were like plus thirteen hundred, or I mean minus thirteen hundred. So like, all it did was bring my bet from like, like you know, uh, plus one fifty to plus one seventy. So it was like, why even bother throwing that in there? And so I watched that game sweating that thing out, not to mention the Antonio Brown situation. Oh my my God. favorite, my favorite tweet after was David Spade tweeted, Hey guys, Antonio Brown's in my driveway. What should I do? <laughs> um, went courtside to the Nets, Nets game. Yeah. What a wreck. I, I still haven't heard a confirmation yet that he got tackled in the, well, he didn't get tackled. The guy was chasing him to tackle him. Oh, okay, okay. And then I know he got outside the stadium and took an Uber. And then the Uber driver, like, TikToked while he was driving him. Yeah, well, <laughs> the whole thing's a mess. I mean, it really is such a mess. It's unbelievable. All right, my number three pick is the Dolphins getting seven points at home versus the uh, um, Patriots. I think uh, the Dolphins are going to – be tough in this game even if they don't win i think they're gonna cover the seven points okay all right um my last pick is gonna be the rams minus four against the 49ers i don't think that um garoppolo is playing again and i don't think that trey lance is good trey lance struggled this past weekend um I mean, I don't mean that he's not going to be good, but he's like 19 yeah. years old. Yeah. He played like one career college game or like, you know, like five career college games. It's kind of hard to jump into being an NFL quarterback without that. Um, so, yeah. Oh, well, good luck. Um, you don't mean it. No, I know. 
Well, actually, you should mean it because you don't really want to have to spend a whole day at some bur- like where are we going to go back to the Tinhorn Flats where they don't belong. They don't believe go in We're going to go to Rocco's and have uh, some wings. I found a place actually. I found a well. We go. Yeah, that's what we can do. We'll go to the Rocco's in Culver City then. If you come to my side, we'll go to the Rocco's in Studio City. If we go to your side, um, there's. Did you know that there is a? I was looking up this like bars and something came up in your neighborhood. Let me see if you've ever heard of this place. It's like really close to where you live. Um, sorry, this is a little off. But it, it was. I was. Have you ever heard of the Green Room? Yes. Um, it's like up in like some giant hill or something. It's like in some yeah. meadow. Yeah, it's um, it's at a hotel. Okay. I think it's like a, a secret bar in a hotel. I have. It, it looks cool. Yeah. You have to make an appointment or a reservation. I don't think. I think. Oh really? Okay. Just was curious. Um, I think I had reservations there one time and we uh, never went. That's good. Uh, We canceled because we were doing something else. But anyway, all right. So what are we, uh, what are we talking about? So the last thing we're going to do is music. So I'm, I'm in the middle of editing together my playlist. Like I did last year to, to put at the end of this, um, you know, I did my top 10 with my, um, with my uh, honorable mentions. And I found the file I put together last year with my cool voice to announce all the numbers. So I'm just going to replace last year's songs with this year's. Okay. Very exciting. Um, and uh, yeah. Um, what what do you got going? I mean, I'll, 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 obviously I'll talk about them before I put well, the list I, up at I, the end. Uh, I um, went through a lot of lists. And tried to remember the songs that I like this year. And I only have like four or five songs. And two of them are by the same artist. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you're not wrong. It wasn't a very good year. Like I was looking at last year's list. And I think of my top 10, maybe like two, possibly three songs would get on my top 10 of last year. So it's not so a good year of music. Sure you have to, uh, you need to lead the charge on this one. Well, except I'll tell you this, my five, I have like my five honorable mentions, which they might be your five songs as far as I know, because they're all, they're all kind of lame. So they, they're up your alley. Um, they're all, they're all based, well, they were, they're all female artists and they're all based off of live performances. Okay. Okay. So, well, except the, the 15, I, I, I'm deciding whether or not to add this in. I like the I like the Dua Lipa. You like the Dua Lipa? Yeah, I like Dua Lipa. So she had one song that came out this year that was I, I that I thought was good. Um, you'd know it when you hear it. It's called "We're Good." Um, but the next four song to throwing her into my five girl uh, honorable mention mix. The other four were like really performances I saw. So like I watched. Okay, so I watched Olivia Rodrigo do her Tiny Desk. Have you ever watched the Tiny Desk concerts? Yeah. So she did hers at a DMV. I didn't see hers. But... So it was at a DMV, and it was really good. And I was watching it, and I was like, you know, you see some young artists, and you're like, oh, that person has it. And I was watching this, and I was like, that girl – that girl, like, has, you know, I mean, I, I totally get it. Like, I think she's more than just, like, one album of complaining about boys. Greek. What's that? She's coming to the Greek for two nights. Are you going to go see Right. Her? No. No, no. I just, I put her in my, my honorable mention. <laughs> uh, and the only reason and, I um, is because my niece last year, I asked her, like, who her favorite artist was because she's never been to a real concert. And she said Olivia Rodrigo. And then I found out that Olivia Rodriguez was coming to an L.A. And so I took, asked her, hey, so, you know, is your favorite artist still Olivia Rodriguez? And she said, no, I don't like her. Oh. I'm like, how do you go from my favorite artist to not like her? Because oh, she's, what, 10, 11? Yeah. Um, so she did. Not a grande. 
Oh, she's not on my list. So uh, my next couple of performers is I really liked the Brandy Carlisle stuff. Yeah. She was on Howard Stern. She totally won me over. SNL was really good. What's that? Her performance on SNL. Yeah. So that song, that's my number. Uh, that's, that's my honorable mention, the right on time. Then another SNL, the other two are both SNL performances. The Billie Eilish Happier Than Ever performance, I thought, was so good. So that, uh, I, yeah, that made my list. That's one of my I five. figured. Okay. Uh, and the other was the Taylor Swift one. Though. I can't believe I'm putting Taylor Swift on a list. I've never li- so here's the thing with Taylor Swift, right? She's on my list. So- I'm sure she is. This song, this all too well song, I never heard like I never paid attention to her before. I never cared much for her. You know, I mean we've we've always made jokes about doing her like albums on our podcast, but I never really cared. You know, I never really was into it. And when I saw that performance, I was like, that is really good. And that song is going to wind up in my uh, best of list. And yeah. so it's in the honorable mention. Yeah, that performance was really good. So she's on your list too, those two? We got two of them down, three more to go. Of yours? Okay. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So here's my top 10. My number 10 is a song from Duran Duran called Anniversary. It just sounds like, all my songs sound like something else. It just sounds like old Duran Duran. It's a it's not like the world's greatest song, but it's a, it sounds like old Duran Duran. Duran had new music. Did not know that. I know. Well, I did. And I put their number, I put their song on my number 10. Also an older band that I put on at number nine was the Chemical Brothers. They had a song they released this year called The Darkness That You Fear. I really liked the video. So that's something I listened to a lot. <clears throat> None of that, do you want to just say the rest of yours? Because there's no way that anything else on my list is going to be on your top five. Uh, sure, my top three are the Kid Leroy, Miley Cyrus song, Without You. I thought that's that's really good. Okay. Uh, and then my favorite album of the year is the Silk Sonic album. And I two songs, oh. that, Leave the Door Open and Blast Off, were probably my two favorite songs of the year. Wow. Look at you all funky. Yeah, I like the... Uh, Anderson Payak and um, <laughs> and um, and Bruno Mars collaboration. So I had a song from that album that was that was like in the mix for a while that didn't quite make it for me. It was seven seven seven. Yeah, that's good. I mean, they all kind of sound the same. They do. They all kind of have the same vibe. Um, well. None of those are on my list, so you're not. Are you going to put together a little edited thing so we could hear your top five or no? No, I don't even know how to do that. Okay, it's not hard. I can show we'll, you, but we'll just do yours, like we did last time. All right, number eight for me is by uh, uh, is a song called "Damaged Goods" by a band called Idols. They're kind of a they're kind of like a punk band, like a little, but but they've got. They, they're they're doing like old punk songs, but with like um, I don't know, like the bass line's really good. It's like more more of a modern uh, music uh, like arrangement to it. Um, number seven is called Jason and the Sargonauts. Oh, by by Zarface and MF Doom. MF Doom, R.I.P. Okay. It, it's a rap song. It's also got um, Del the Funky Homo Sapien in it. I don't know if you remember him from back in the day. Do not. Okay. Well, you'll hear it. It's my number seven. My number six is a song called Brando by Lucy Dacus. That album is really good. It's kind of singer-songwriting. It's a little different from Jason and the Zargonauts. Coming <laughs> 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 from Zarface, MF Doom, and Del the Funky Homo Sapien. <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Um, number five. Uh, so the, like everything below my, my five, I feel pretty pretty solid about. Number five is a song called "Revolved" by a band called Binky. Okay. Um, I don't know how I found. Like I don't know where I, where I found it. I think it probably was on some other lists, and I was like, "Oh, that's really good." That whole album is really good, though. Um, my number four. Is a song that was 
uh, I think it was in a, um, it was in a commercial for something. It's called Born to Be Alive. Who's that by? By uh, Amel and the Sniffers. <laughs> Where do people get these names? Um, um, well, we're in like 2020. Well, I look for 2022 now. Like I'm going to well, yeah. pull up all these songs when you're. You'll here. you'll know this 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 is from from a I want to say an Apple commercial or something, but I really liked it. Uh, number three is a song called Scratch by Group Love. Uh, it was kind of it got you know that song. I know Group Love. Yeah, I know that song. Yeah, so that that got uh, that got some radio play. Number two. Lumberjack by Tyler the Creator. Tyler Creator's album is awesome this year. Yeah, he's I like I haven't listened to the whole album, but I like a lot of his things. His stuff. His, his album was sick. And then my number one song was uh actually released last year, but it didn't get radio play to this year. So I'm allowing myself, which is um All About You by the Knox, featuring Foster the People. It's a really good, uplifting song. Yeah, I know that song. So that's, you know, you like that song. Who doesn't like that song? Yeah, it's good. Did not know it was a remake of an older song until that started showing up on some commercial uh, over the last month um, The uh, that, it, that it sampled from. So, you know, not feeling like I remember last year I came into this like really excited to announce my playlist and like put it together. And I spent a lot of time and these are songs I spent a lot of time listening to. This year it was like hodgepodge. It was kind of like really fighting to find things to put on here. Nice. So I don't feel, yeah, I guess you can call it nice, but it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> but I'll try to get that to you as soon as possible. I have to edit it together. It's going to take some time, but, uh, yeah. and then, and then you can release this podcast on the ether. It's 2 PM, my time, 5 PM, your time on Tuesday. Anything else? That's it. It's all to go got. rest. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll see you back in LA next week. All right. Feel better, buddy. All right. Honorable mention. When I'm meant to be like sleeping and cocaine. So let's at least agree to go our separate ways. Play her piano, but she doesn't. Seven.
I'm gaining weight now, my pockets are fatter, yeah. Dex spaz, apocalypse now, soon as the check cash, I spend half, then flee the scene on the jet craft. Non-believers, seeing with they jaws wide, I tear them up inside, like a mom's cry, I'm from SI, don't mistake me for the next guy, you feel me young and watch a vet ride. Number six. And you're yelling at me still. For you to admit Is that you never knew me like you thought you did You never knew me like you thought you did Like you thought you did Like they should wait. No, my role. Oh, no. 